Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chosen by Committee, the podcast where myself, Josh Heron, Christopher Munden, and John Rosenberg read every Pulitzer Prize winning podcast since 1918, so you don't have to, or so you will read along with us. My name Pulitzer is Pulitzer Prize winning play. <laughs> uh, my name is Josh Heron, um, and uh, I'm excited to be back. Um, I'm a third grade teacher and um, occasional theater critic. Unfortunately, tonight I missed the Philadelphia premiere of Pretty Women the Musical um, because I'm on day 10 of my quarantine. <sighs> uh, uh, but I am joined by um, the star of Philadelphia 76ers Gay Pride Night, Christopher Munden. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're weary, feeling small. <laughs> Uh, and John Rosenberg, uh, who's looking very suntan from the California winter. Hello. Um, and tonight we are reading, we read and we're discussing 1970, we're in the 70s. Woo! Uh, 1970s Pulitzer Prize winning play, No Place to Be Someone by Charles Bordone. Or Gordoni, um, I think Gordon, I'm probably going to say. Um, this play was notable for two reasons. It was the first play, first Pulitzer to be awarded uh, to an African-American playwright, and the first Pulitzer Prize winning play to be awarded an off-Broadway play. Um, I feel like that second one is more in the land of fun fact, but it gets cited with sort of its other historical note. Um, does anyone want to uh, summarize? With, uh, uh, I vote for Christopher. Oh, really? Or who, who's the most freshest with the plot of this? I, I just read it on Monday. I, I watched it. I, I watched it. That's the. <laughs> uh, I've read it twice, but it both times were no, some time ago. No Place to Be Somebody is. Uh, it is a, um, it's sort of like a, a uh, like a, a noir, um, a sort of social justice noir play. Um, the main character is a playwright, or one of the main characters, and he sort of like comments on the play as a Greek chorus, um, does some sort of weird stuff in between, but he is a playwright who is sort of frustrated at the state of like black theater and black social consciousness. Um, an actor, no? Or is he a playwright too? He's a playwright and an actor. Um, he is too light-skinned to be cast as black characters. Um, he's in the audition for this um, slavery, the musical. Um, and, um, and his sort of foil is um, Johnny who owns a bar um, which is sort of the set piece of the show. It sort of takes place in this dingy. Um, I thought the play took place. Wait, yeah, the play takes place in New York. Um, it was like because they're talking about Harlem. Um, I read a review of a Chicago production that moved to the South Side. Um, but um, it's about a downtown sort of bar that's the regulars are out of work artists and some like sort of laborers, the mob works there, there's prostitutes. Um, 
sort of get like a slice of everyone. There's like a sort of a white social justice uh, college grad. Um, and the bartender is really frustrated by his sort of its lot in life. He was raised in part by this um, sort of like uh, his father figure sort of ran in crime circles and sort of ran black organized crime. And when he went to jail, the Italian sort of mafia took over not just Harlem, but um, downtown. He's really like wants to get back in that and wants to sort of um, step on the Italian mafia's toes. Um, when this father figure gets released from jail, he sees this as an opportunity, um, but Sweets doesn't really want a part of it. There's lots of sort of, all of the people who come and go to the bar have their own sort of plot points that are about relationships and trust. Um, often a lot of these characters are interracial relationships. And so there is like racial and gender violence and going in all sorts of different directions. Um, there's a gay actor character who is sort of like, casually mentions being like sexually assaulted at a party. And <laughs> there's a lot of like, very like heavy and strange stuff happens. It feels like it gets set up that it's gonna be this sort of exploration of like black thought and black politics. In the beginning, there's sort of some interesting conversations between these characters who want to buy into the civil rights movement, who are sort of jaded by the civil rights movement and sort of are taking a much more pragmatic, like I'm gonna take what I can get sort of attitude towards it. And then like in the second and third act, it gets like, it turns into like a gangster movie, but like not like training day, like it turns into like some sort of like 1940s, like black and white gangster movie with like a plot from this Italian guy and there's papers and I don't know, I'm feeling confused already. I've seen this play twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the end, like everyone is dead on stage. Like they all like shot each other, or stabbed each other. And then there's this like black militant that comes on stage and talks about how bad it is, like how bad <laughs> like black and black violence is. And then the narrator comes in in like a woman's dress to get your attention and talks about how like sad this is. It was, it's, it's a weird one. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that made much sense. Um, I think it actually made a lot of sense considering what it was. Yeah. It's real fast paced. I, I was, um, I had this like publishing company and we, we published books of short stories and we get, um, we get some great short stories, but we get some like ones that just, like four pages long and just like everything happens in those four pages it goes from like um and then he stole the car <laughs> and then he robbed the bank and like two lines of dialogue and then and just like and this play was a little like that at times wasn't it it was just like so fast-paced in action that i think maybe watching it you may be carried along with it, but reading it or thinking about it, you, it, it, it's, 
you need that fast pacing to uh, to carry you along. And reading it, I think you yeah, suffer. Yeah, just using read, and I would say even on stage, it's a little. I mean, I'm sorry. yeah. What was your experience watching it? Oh, yeah. Well, it's like a YouTube product. It was like a not a high quality video of it, like some um, of I think a like a acting school in New York was doing it. Um, mm. They definitely picked it because they had a killer. It was, it's really fascinating to watch. Sorry, any of you listen? If any of you performers were in that, I'm sorry. Um, the guy who played Johnny was amazing, like incredible. I would love to see him. I hope I see him in something at some point. He was really very good. Um, and they clearly picked this play as a vehicle for him. Um, mm -hmm. But there's 15 other characters. Um, and it's, it's uh, really wild watching someone who's dynamite be with like, like maybe, you know, five other people who are pretty good. And then like 10 other people who are like, not so great. Um, mm -hmm. It's fascinating watching that, the difference in acting style and sort of, that was a, a, a wild experience. I'm sure I've seen like things like that before, but it was very like very telling that like oh you uh, this person is just doing something really cool with this role. Um, it's weird. It's a weird play. Um, there are things that work better. There are like things that I don't think are clear in the like in the script um, that work a little bit better on stage. But I think it's like there's like a cool like mini series in this like it's like all of the characters at this bar i think have actually some sort of interesting plot lines that like were at a television show and you got these sort of over the course of like several stretches of episodes where you're focusing on maybe one series character for 30 minutes and another character and you sort of get this mosaic -y feeling i think that could be really cool i think he like had some interesting relationships. I think he had some interesting, he did. He does some interesting stuff where like a character will throw away a relationship that like, oh, I didn't know you two characters had backstory and it just sort of thrown away. In a way that is sort of cool in that it builds this world, but it leaves you like, it's almost like, why are you introducing it? Like the play is too short and condensed to have that extra information there. Um, well, or it's interesting that like it does create this vivid world, but it reduces itself to like a like plotty, like gangster schmuck. Yeah. Well, and then the you know what I mean? Still, like it. Yeah. It like it's so like it's such a mishmash of genre and style. Like some moments it is like trying to be very gritty and very real and you have like, you're trying to really like come with a sort of thoughtful relationship that has a lot of history. And then you have like a cartoon gangster that came out of some like radio drama. <laughs> like what? Like, you see Italian guy? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> what? Like, it's just very like, and then like. Right, it's, it's yeah. right, but then the, it's weird that like you could have the like cartoony gangster guy, but then him and Johnny have this like massive backstory yeah, that yeah. is kind of like the spine of the whole thing running through it. Like it's weird. And then you have the narrator coming out and been like, and now it's time for me to do a, 
like a spoken word piece about the church. And I mean, you, you <laughs> I, it was interesting to me that it took him seven years to write the play. Is that right? Yeah. He wrote, he wrote it over like seven years. So I wonder if life. that's why it's stylish. It's fascinating that like he, I, I was reading a little bit about the, like the history of the play and like he directed it a number of times throughout the seventies. Mm. So it's not like he was like, Ugh, I got to change something or, you know what I mean? Like, like he was like, this is it. You I mean, know. he clearly has like things he wants to say. like. He's a seems like a cool guy. Like I read a like I was reading some like an article about him. He doesn't have like other major work, um, really necessarily. But like he became he was he was teaching. He like felt he has this very complicated relationship. I think with blackness where I think he felt very pigeonholed by being a black playwright. I think he found that very offensive and very- Is he Gabe? Is he the active playwright? Yeah, I think I think a little bit, yeah. Um, he like moves, like he spends the end of his life like on a, like he becomes like a cowboy. <laughs> like he, and you know, I, I think even in that there's these asides about how he doesn't want to write a black social play like he thinks that's stupid. He thinks it's bourgeois. Like I think he is someone that has some like I think potentially sort of radical ideas about what art is, what theater is, what politics are. And but I think doesn't I don't know like really sticks the landing or like and it, but ends up getting bruised by the public and like going to Broadway for a second and like it's a sh- it's a shitty play, dude. Oh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, no, it's not good. Yeah, it's terrible. I think it's probably better on stage. And I think, I mean, you could. I think it's actually, I think there's something very dangerous about this play because I have a feeling actors love this play. Or at least did then. I mean, if you had a good ensemble, if you had like a good. I mean, there was a, there was a revival of it in like 2019 in LA. Like, yeah. It didn't get good. It didn't get good. I read a good review of it, but like this. I think it was. I, I think I think this is a play. Yeah, actors must love doing this play. You know, like because it's like you get to put it all in there, and it's just yeah. I mean, this is around the time of like uh, Shaft and Sweet. Uh, sweet. What movie am I thinking of? The Van Peebles movie. Yeah, Sweet Back's badass song. Yeah. Sweet back, sweet, sweet, sweet back. I mean, I could absolutely. Uh, anyway, but like it's that era and it's that, it's that type of fun crime thing, gritty setting, isn't it? No, it's not. To me, it's weird. Like to me, like it is this play really offended me on so many different <laughs> levels. You know, it like, yeah, it, it may, uh, yeah, it, it just offended me on so many different levels, but like it was, was weird it the to be Italian bit. Yes. <laughs> it, it was it was the it, yeah. But like it's weird because like this world is gone. I was thinking about this like when I was walking down yeah. the street after reading it. Mm-hmm. Is like this this place, this like like uh, that it's just 
it's gone and it's it's fascinating in that sense um but it's a real shitty fucking play and but i would imagine in 1970 it was like i can understand why it was ballyhooed it's not that it's in new york it's in manhattan it's set but it's a different world to theater going audience world you know and yet one yeah one that would be interesting and one that's not been on stage one that's not presented but it's also right but it's within that frame of a playwright it's like yeah, it's, it's within that frame of like like theatricality and shit um i thought he was gay because you have you have uh, as josh was saying you have this like real gritty noir crime thing and then you have this actor guy talking about uh, modern dance and uh and going to the opera or something like that right and i mean maybe different. that's about like maybe that's about the specific like it felt like it's real yeah like i, I think is like is it like also just about how like discordant that like that time and that place were where you're having like all of these different people come converging in ways that like do and don't make sense um, yeah yeah but like it, it, i think it was weird to me that like i felt like he held up these people as like to make it seem real in the first couple scenes mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they got reduced to like the gangster bullshit yeah and like as soon as that you know when the the girl comes in and he says like the terrible shit to her and then it turns out her dad is the judge like it's just it's so fucking schizophrenic mm-hmm. um and yeah i don't know how many fingerprints are on this play i don't know how many like or if like it's like cocaine fueled deadline no 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 to me it's more like you know if this thing was ushered along for seven years like yeah i don't know it's just like it feels like that yeah i don't know man kept too many rewrites you think like, how about know. if we do this, too? How about if we do that, too? It just seemed like it was so self-indulgent and he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's... No one's, no one said, don't do that. Right. <laughs> because he's, he's presenting the truth. He's presenting the streets. What does he want to, like, what does he want to... Like, John, you were really... I remember, like, I was just listening. You were... You couldn't like put your finger on like what Albie wanted to say or what he wanted to do. Like, what do you think the per- like? Maybe if this play is a failure, on like <laughs> towards like a work of we don't we're we're, we're not connecting with it. We don't like it. We think it's like it's doing all these things. What was he trying to do? Like, I don't think he was trying to do anything. I think he did exactly what he wanted to do. What What do you think that was? I think it's like. I think it's like the thing of uh, it, it's. A, I, I think there's like a danger when you start like doing uh, comparing things, mm-hmm. but like um, I don't know. I mean, I had the thought of um, that Pulitzer Prize a year or two ago. Um, the one with the guy who um, 
it's a musical um and the main character How in business mm-hmm. no 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 as in like uh 2019 a year or two oh ago. the one you did strangely strangely Michel Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where uh, I don't know that play actually. I've seen a trailer for it though. So I'm going to speak as though I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's another character who is kind of like, um, it has that character, that actor, that uh, playwright type person who's dissatisfied with the state of theater. And so writes a self-indulgent play um, that's supposedly like what he wants theater to be. And um, and for this, it, it is like a um, um, gritty view of a, a New York life that you don't see on stage. It does have, um, it does have roles for actors who maybe wouldn't get roles in other Broadway productions. But it rings um, so fucking false, though. Like, uh, even though even though there might be turns of phrases or he might say shit, like, I don't know. I feel like people are reduced to their most base all the time. Yeah. I mean, I do think we may, it maybe suffers from the page. And then I, I think, like, if you had real people... I think- well, I think what I, stuff, what I maybe be carried along with it. I think what I hear is the start of a pre-production meeting of a new <laughs> <laughs> starring Christopher Monday. <laughs> I'm going to be Johnny. I mean, well, I do, I do wonder. So it's it's all written in like it's like what do they call it when it's written? When it's written in dialect. Vernacular. But it's like it's like not. You know, you're you're not you're sort of having to like say the words out loud to like hear what they're trying to like. Um, I like to somehow sometimes he has the characters say the wrong words, which I appreciated. Um, but like I also wonder if part of it is also that like it feels contrived because it's just like a it dated like it's a period. It's definitely a period. Yeah, like, and yeah, I wonder I... if like if like does it feel contrived? because it sounds like a caricature of its time but if you were like there it's like well no people talk like that and like right, the right. plot is hella like... contrived right what right if the, the you can't escape how fucking contrived the plot is no. that like the the daughter and the documents and the and the but i think but i think that that's the danger of it that like he builds a world which is great which is fantastic you know he builds a world i couldn't cuz i didn't live that life i don't know those people that live that life, but then he reduces it to like a very basic piece of shit, shoot him up gangster thing. And that's dangerous, you know? Yeah, what was that uh, uh, um, Soroyan play we read that was, do you remember that set in like a San Francisco bar? Oh, that's the, no, right. that, oh that was so weird, that was weird. Yeah. You're that though, you're right. Um, but actually I don't remember that play. All that well, but I have the feeling I have the memory that he didn't he didn't feel the need to make it heavily plotted. No, it wasn't plotted. It was very like it was He's very slow. And, yeah. Um and this, I mean, I don't think he I don't think um 
Bourdon needed to make it anywhere near as plotted as he did make it. Yeah, and I do wonder if in 1970, I stumble across an off-Broadway show, if I would have been like, this is what I've been looking for. Like, this is the truth. I think maybe. I think, I don't know what else was on stage. What did we read? Oh, actually, that wasn't so bad. The Great White Hope, but... Oh, and then the one before that was Delicate Balance. And that was pretty good. And, um, and Subject with Roses. It's been a good string of... It's been a yeah, it's, it has been. So I was going to say maybe it was I mean, it, it is interesting, Josh, what you said about like how there's two notable uh, two notable things that's attached to it. You know, the fact that it was an off-Broadway play and also the first one uh, written by African-American person. And like, I think it's, it does a disservice not to mention it as the other, like, or like this play being awarded as something that is the other, mm-hmm. you know? And like- In what sense? Like the fact that it is the first like African-American playwright, right? Like, to me, it's like, he is like the other that it's awarding and like this world and shit. But like, I think what I'm trying to say is like the other that is awarded for the first time or like a different viewpoint that is awarded or celebrated as being the best of the year is this. And it's fucking weird. How different is the milieu to um, delicate balance, right? And in his and and we did last last year we read um, uh, Great White Hope. So um, yeah, there's maybe something going on in the air at that time. All right. So what's for 1971? Well, we were like zipping yeah, <laughs> uh, i'm looking at what uh it is the effect of the gamma rays on the oh moon. yeah the effect of gamma rays on man and moon marigolds by paul zendel i'm excited about this i remember loving this as a kid um it's done a lot i feel like it's like a high school play it, it even has like uh it was the pulitzer for drama it won a drama desk award and then an ala best book for young adults award Nice. I have a I have a copy of this play, No Place to Be Somebody. It's a library um, cast off, and it has it's on, it was only checked out uh, three times. Once in January nineteen seventy two, once with an non specified date in uh, May twenty fifth of some year, and then in October. On October tenth, nineteen eighty nine. So, not a, not a popular one on the library shelf, whatever it was. It was a or they Mrs. had so many library. Or maybe they had so many copies. This is like the one that you know. Mm, it is Mercersburg Academy Library. I don't know. That could be like a military school. Mm. Not a popular one. Um. Uh, it beat out for the Pulitzer, um, I think you mentioned this, Josh, Last of the Red Hot Lovers, which is a Neil Simon play. Yeah, I mentioned that. I don't know it. I mean, I know I, I know Neil Simon. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. And Who would you be? 
Uh, I was thinking about this. I sort of like the like. There's like a uh, like a Evie. Uh, no, I want to be um, sh- uh, Shanty. D. The the drummer, the white drummer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Has a meltdown. Can't drum. Oh dear. Yeah, that's a good. Or one. Ju- I think I like the the Jewish prostitute. Was that Evie? That was D. D. D was the Jewish. Evie was black. Black, yeah. Um, John would be the judge. No, lock the I'd lock the doors to the theater and light the building on fire. <laughs> the cringiest moment I was reading it and watching it was when the Italian gangster like eats some of like the, the old black former gangsters like fried chicken. And he's like, You make it like like potato salad. That's what my my nana used to make. And he's like <laughs> have them, it's good. And then he That was, was an interesting like, character, the former the conflict. I mean, the other thing that we didn't, the, the character we didn't talk about was the, the militant black man, the, the black nationalist, like who has a mon, like he has like two monologues and that, like just zooms in the end of the third act and it's like, what? Yeah. I don't even think I don't remember a, him. That was a strange character. Yeah. I'm, we're just inching closer to doing a chorus line. I can't wait. Chris is gonna love it. Yeah, I'm like I'm really proud of myself that I have it. Well, also, do you know what's happening right now? Is that last company is on Broadway? What company is on Broadway? I'm seeing it uh, next weekend. Um, but when is company? Company was right around here. Maybe it's the next. Maybe it's seventy one. Yeah, company is seventy one. Very exciting for me and that one that one best musical yeah the next year but not a pulitzer oh it didn't okay good i'm sorry christopher i don't know if that would win a pulitzer it's i mean that play is like the play is sort of an interesting book but it was like it's famous for being like one of the like it's very plotless it's just like about marriage do you know what the effect of the gamma ray is, is about? I do remember. Do you want to guess? I read it. Uh, it almost sounds like post-apocalyptic, but I'm guessing it's not that. Let me read the, I can read the back to us right now. Okay. The old converted vegetable shop where Tilly lives is more like a madhouse than a home. Tilly's mother, Beatrice, is a bitter and cruel yet desperate for her daughter's love. Her sister, Ruth, suffers epileptic fits and sneaks cigarettes every chance she gets. In the midst of chaos, Tilly struggles to keep her focus and dreams alive. Tilly, keeper of rabbits, dreamer of atoms, true believer in life, hope, and the effect of gamma rays on Man in the Moon miracles. Okay. It's like a science competition. Hmm. Like her whole... I feel like I'm in the... I feel like you're gonna hate this. Uh, no, I feel like I'm in the seventh grade again. I remember reading this when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I like this know. and flowers for Algernon. Yeah, it's probably know. around this time, right? Um, I don't know. Well, let's see. I remember doing a monologue. Maybe if you're lucky, I'll do a monologue from you. I feel like. 
for next week, each of us should do a short excerpt. There are. There are lots of monologues in this. I remember really, yeah. It's short too. That's nice. Into the 70s. Into the 70s. All right. Well, until next time. Say goodnight, folks. Good night, folks. Good night, folks.